Hey, it's Nikki Blonsky. You might know me from the movie Hairspray and my podcast, Nikki Nights. But today I am here with Elias in the man cave and we are chatting. So get ready for a fun one. Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ain't you? A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more from deep inside the Man Cave. Your host, Elias. Nikki, welcome to the cave. Hi, thank you for having me in the cave. <laughs> How are you? What's new with you? Oh my gosh. Well, I'm um, not much. Well, I just, I'm out in LA right now filming a movie, so that's new. Uh, but other than that, not much. <laughs> you just moved there recently, you just said? I came here from work, for work rather, but um, yeah, I'm here. I'm here on the West Coast now. So yeah, I mean, the listeners know you from... Uh... From Hairspray, uh, you've done a few TV shows, movies, and you recently started a podcast. You've been busy. I like to keep busy. I do. I find um, I'm better when I have like a full schedule, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I started acting and singing. I started my career about 14 years ago now, as wild as it seems to say that, because it seems like so long ago. But um, yeah, so Hairspray was my first film. And then I've I've done some other projects and now I have my podcast, Nikki Nights, and that's a lot of fun. And I get to chat with all different people from all different um, backgrounds and different careers. And it's really, really cool. It's been a great, great platform and a great way to know different people in my industry and other industries. Yeah, yeah we'll talk about that too. Uh, at what age were you, you kind of had an idea, you know, you wanted to get into the entertainment industry, you wanted to be a storyteller. You know, I think for me, I started singing when I was three. And that's when I really realized that there was like a passion for performing and, and being in front of a crowd and putting on a show. So I think for me, it started that young at three. And um, and then when I found, you know, as I got older and, and I discovered musical theater and I saw people on TV like Julie Andrews and and Angela Lansbury, my idols, and I discovered them. And I just was like, wow, this is a career. People do this for a living. Yeah. Um, and that's when I was like, oh, I have to make this my my journey, my path. And and that's when I knew I wanted to be a part of the business for sure. How, how did you approach your parents and you told them this is what you wanted to do? And what were the steps? Uh, what did you what did you start taking first? Um, you know what? My parents were really, really great with it. They kind of knew, like they knew innately that I had to sing. Like I was always singing in the house. They were the ones that exposed me to such diverse music growing up. I mean, my dad, you know, was a total deadhead, Allman Brothers band, you know, type of guy. My mom was, you know, Diana Ross and the Supremes and uh, Anita Baker. And so my grandmother was playing me like Patsy Cline and Dean Martin. So there was always music in my house. So I think when, you know, I came to them and was like, I think I really want to sing. I remember I was eight and uh, that's when my mom got me my first singing lesson. It was because I asked for it. Um, she knew that I really, really, really wanted to sing. And so my parents, I think it wasn't a big shock to them. <laughs> yeah. um, I think they were like, yeah, this, this makes sense. And they were incredibly supportive as, as they've been with everything in my life. But, um, and yeah, so I had my first singing lesson at eight. I never really, I never danced a day in my life other than like 
ballet when I was five and that didn't go well because I'm a klutz. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, other than that, uh, singing is really the only training I've had. Did you have any siblings growing up and were they into this kind of stuff too? I do. I have a 26 year old brother, Joey, um, which I believe he listens to your podcast, by the way. Oh, he, awesome. he does. He actually, when I started my podcast, he, I think he sent me yours and he was like, I listened to this guy. I really like this one. So, um, so Joey, if he's listening, Joey's a great kid. He's 26, but on a totally different career path than I, he's been in one of my movies as like a, a background extra. And he was like, that was enough. I'm good. Uh, he's so he he's not a performer, but he we're, we have a lot of the same, uh, you know, same values at heart, but definitely two totally different kids. My parents yeah. got, for sure. So you so you mentioned you uh, you were taking uh, singing lessons. When did the acting lessons start? Do you know, I've never taken an acting lesson. Really? Never. No. So you were just like born and you just kind of had a chip in yourself. You kind of had your program to do this. You know what? It's something I just, Tracy in Hairspray, I just felt so connected to her. It wasn't that big of a stretch for me. Like I was a 16 year old girl with a dream. So was Tracy. My dream was to play Tracy. Hers was to dance on TV. You know, not <laughs> that, not that big of a stretch. So, um, but other, like after that, I found myself, you know, the more roles that I take, the role that I'm currently doing right now is a very, very meaty, intense role. And so it's, I find myself um, using different, you know, techniques to tap into those emotions. But yeah, my first acting experience, um, she definitely came she, you know, I very much feel that Tracy is a part of me. So it was pretty easy to let her out. <laughs> how did, so how did you get, how, do, how did that project happen for you for Hairspray? Was this an audition? You just went there or what? So Hairspray was, I remember I auditioned for the Broadway show when I was 16. Yeah, I was 16. And they said I was too young. And uh, they called me back like three times and they were like, oh, you're too young. And I was like, but wait a second, I'm 16, Tracy's 16. Um, and, but then they explained to me, you know, on Broadway, they can get away with, you know, hiring older people for like school reasons and stuff like that. So uh, then at 17, on my 17th birthday, I was just so hellbent on being a part of Hairspray and being in the Broadway show that when I, on my 17th birthday, I went online to check the show's website and it said, we're casting the movie. And I was like, oh, here we go. And so I'm scrolling down to see the ages and it says ages 17 to 24. And I had just turned 17. I was like, oh, we're in the money. And so I sent, it said, don't send in any tapes. I sent in a tape. Um, and yeah, I went through six months of like open callback auditions back and forth to Baltimore, to LA, New York, all over. So yeah, six months. Six months. Wow. How many did it come down to? How many people did it come down to before they chose you? It came down to four. So when I found out that my director, Adam Shakeman, told me, I was like, one day I was just curious. And I was like, how many girls did you see for Tracy? And he was like, a little over 7,000. And I was like, wow. what? What? And you picked me? Um, so, uh, yeah. So it that was that was wild to hear. So, but it did come down to four of us, and I, I was the only girl of the four finalists that had never played Tracy before. The other three had played her on Broadway and have had had like you know professional experience. I was I was totally green. Would you would would you called your parents? What was their reaction when you told them that you got the part? 
You know what? So it was like a magical night that night when I got the part. They have told me that they, and when I say they, like New Line Cinema, the people who are doing the movie, they said, we want to do behind the scenes, you know, with each of the four final girls. And for you, we want to come to Coldstone, which was where I was working at the time in high school. And they said, um, you know, anybody can be there. So my coworkers were there, my teachers who let me cut class to audition were there because I invited them and my parents and my brother. And that's where they broke the news to me. So when I found out that I got the role, there's actually a video of it online. My whole family's around me, my, my teachers, my coworkers. And I just, I fell off my chair crying and screaming. Wow. How, like, so how special was this project to you? Because to this day, fans love it it was a hit you know i'm sure the fans reach out to you on social media every day asking you something about it yeah i have to say like it has been the greatest but i like i know i say this all the time in interviews that it's been the greatest blessing of my life but it has been like it has been um it every day that people someone tells me that they've seen it or it, it means whatever it means to them just to know that it brings people joy and tracy you know, means something to them, means a lot to me. Um, and so every day on social media, when I get a comment or, you know, if it's a nice one, I respond yeah. <laughs> and uh, I respond. And yeah, I just, I think it's really, really important to have um, an open line of communication with your fans because I'm, I'm just, a, you know, I'm still just a 16 year old girl with a dream, except now I'm 32. So I think it's just, I think it's really important to, um, you know, be a human and have that open line of communication with them and, and let them know that if they have a dream, like, hey, I'm just a regular person. So if it can happen to me, it can happen to you guys too. Right, right. And I don't, I don't, I can't see fans leaving you any bad comments about the movie because you worked with an awesome cast also. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I know that I was talking to my mom this morning um, before this interview and she was like, you know, Harrisburg was just another, like a whole different experience. Like it was just top notch. And I was like, mom, it was magic. And that's the only way I can truly describe it. It's like the closest I've ever been to like sheer bliss and magic. That cast was just absolutely incredible. What do you want people to say 40 years from now or 50 years from now about this movie? That they listened to the words and the songs and they got the message, but they had fun and you know, that they sang with us and that it, whatever, I just want them to be able to take a little bit of joy out of it. You know, that's, I think that's one of the greatest blessings about Hairspray is people will say to me, I could be having such a tough day and I turn it on and all of a sudden I'm singing, you can't stop the beat. And so for an hour and 45 minutes, if, if we can take you out of whatever you're going through and you sing along with us, then we've done our job. So I just want people to take away the message of Hairspray. I want people to take away Tracy's, you know, gumption for life and, and her passion and believe in themselves as much as she does believe in herself. And I just want people to, to enjoy it and remember it and, you know, hopefully share it with their future generations of their family and just keep it going. You know, I was told to ask you, do you keep in touch with any cast members? I do. I do. So my closest cast member that I speak to all the time and I just ordered his Christmas present. So I'm very proud of myself because <laughs> <laughs> I never know what to get him is John, John Travolta. Um, it still sounds crazy to me sometimes when I say his last name, 
because <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's just wild. Because growing up for me, Saturday Night Fever is like my favorite movie. Um, and so getting to work with him and having him in my life, Hairspray has been just the greatest thing ever. But the relationship that I have with John, I think, is my greatest takeaway from Hairspray. Did he? What's the best advice he gave you? Because you never acted, you know, on a film. John's greatest advice to me was he looked at me one day and he said, never change who you are for this business or for anybody in it. Always stay Nikki, be Nikki. And I have reminded myself of that every day when people have tried to make me conform into different things or change this, change that. And I'm like, you know what? No way. If the, you know, the person who played my mom gave me the most motherly advice in the world, and I, I hold it very dear to my heart, he's always been John Travolta and been extremely true to who he is, and I respect that and admire that, and I just want to make him proud, so I will always just be Nikki. How come we didn't get a, a, a quarantine reunion of uh, Hairspray? I don't know. That? I, you know what? I was wondering that too. People were reaching out to me going, Hey, would you guys do like, would you ever think about doing a reunion? I'm like, just tell me when and where and I'll be there. Like, um, but you know, I know that we did do, I was a part of it. We did a big, um, you can't, I believe it was, you can't stop the beat. We did for the actors fund and a bunch of people did it. Like Sean Hayes, Kristen Chenoweth, myself, all different, um, actors and actresses who have been part of the different variations of Hairspray, like the movie, the Broadway show, the live version. We all uh, got together with Mark Shaman and Scott Whitman, the composer and the lyricist. And we did a big video and I uh, gave all the proceeds to like the actors fund, which was really cool. So that was like the closest thing that we got to a reunion, but I would love to see my Hairspray pals again. I think you got to do the first step. You got to set it up. Maybe it needs to start with Tracy. I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly she she's the one who who, uh, who gets a lot of the ideas in Hairspray. So maybe I just need to follow suit and follow my girl. I think you need to put the Tracy outfit on and just go on Instagram Live and just do it. <laughs> exactly. So uh, you mentioned now uh, you're filming something. Now, what can you tell us about the, your, your new project? So it's totally different from Hairspray. It's intense. Um, it's it's based on a true story. There's I, I can't go much into detail, um, but yeah, I'm so excited to be playing this character. My hair is blonde for a reason. Like this was not a choice. It was for the movie. Um, so yeah, there's been a lot of uh, it's a it's a totally different role for me, and I'm getting to go to a, all different emotional places within myself and discover all different things as an actress and. It's been really, really cool. Very, no musical numbers, no dance sequences. This is just like straight, serious, intense drama. And I am having the best time. So is this gonna be a movie theater uh, movie or straight to, uh, streaming? Have you heard? No, I, I haven't heard yet. I believe, I believe it's meant to be movie theater and like film festivals and stuff like that. But I have no idea. I'm just, you know, filming during COVID has been like a whole experience. So I'm just taking it day to day. I'm like, you guys just let me know your my call time and I'll be there. <laughs> speaking of speaking of like quarantine and COVID, what did you do when everything like locked down? What did you work on? Well, I'm a person who thrives under like a schedule. Like the busier I am, the better. So I just decided to give myself a schedule. I started writing a book during uh, quarantine, um, writing a couple like uh, a couple of different screenplays. And then I also started my podcast, That's Nikki right. Nights. Um, and that's been a blast. So, 
yeah, I've just used the time to really, um, you know, make sure that when COVID is over, hopefully that's super soon, um, you know, that, that I have some work lined up that's, you know, cause sometimes I've noticed in this business, maybe the roles aren't out there. Sometimes you got to create them for yourself. So that's what, that's where my mentality has been lately is if I don't see enough roles out there for me, I'm like, well, I'm just going to start writing them. So that's what I did with uh, at the beginning of the quarantine and my book. So I've been keeping busy. Uh, speaking of Nikki, Nikki Knights, like how did you come up with that idea? What pushed you to this? It started with, I went live with my friend on Instagram one night and Jonathan Lipnicki uh, popped on um, the actor from Stuart Little and Jerry Maguire. And he, I said to him, I was like, you want to go live? And he ended up going live with me. And I just was asking him questions off the cuff and interviewing him. And we had the best time. And I was like, wait a second. I really like this. I like hosting. I like interviewing people. And uh, from then, from after I chatted with him, I DM'd Ricky Lake. And I was like, hey, Rick, would you want to like pop on for an episode? And she, Ricky was like my first, first guest. And then after that, uh, here we are almost, I think like, I've, I've chatted with almost a hundred people and yeah, it's, it's been incredible and um, I've just been loving it. But yeah, it, it all, a lot of things start with Ricky Lake in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's been your favorite guest and who's somebody that you're trying to get on that you kind of hope you get on or someday? Oh my gosh. Um, Are you going to get Travolta on? Oh, I would love to. I would love to have John on. I would love to. Um, absolutely. Because there's, I feel like there's so many questions like I have for him, like outside of hairspray. Like I want to know so much other, uh, you know, other than hairspray. But for me, I think when I was forming the podcast, I did send my publicist like a dream list of guests. And I remember uh, Cher was on there, Cindy Lauper, Michelle Obama. <laughs> yeah that was my that was i was like i'm just shooting for the stars i'm going all the way so with the podcast what's your like goal with it you think i think for me i would love to eventually have like you know um a show that i host on tv and and get to chat with people um in front of an audience or or you know and just have interviews i really i'm interested in in hosting now so i think the goal of the podcast is to use it um, and just keep sharpening those interviewing skills and hopefully use it in the future for maybe a show on a bigger platform. So what's next for you, Fizz? Any other, uh, any big projects that you're working on that you can tell us? So right now it's just the film that I'm doing and then um, my book that I'm hoping to have out, um, you know, when it's done after this movie, I really have to get back to writing it. But um, yeah, so it's it's this movie and then a couple of other projects going on. But my podcast is the one thing that will be I will be doing every week, no matter what. So um, yeah, so that's pretty much what's going on. And I'm always singing. I've been really uh, lately. I've been really singing a lot, and I've decided that I'm ready to start on my own music. Oh, that's awesome! So you want to like release an album someday? I do. That's always been um, something that I've wanted to do after Hairspray. I just never really found my my own voice, like my niche or whatever. But now as I discover other artists and I really play with my voice and sing a lot more, I'm, I'm discovering it. So I'm, yeah, I'm ready to get in the studio. Uh, Nikki, uh, lastly, how can the listeners uh, find you on social media? 
You can find me on Instagram at Nikki Blonsky, N-I-K-K-I-B-L-O-N-S-K-Y. I always spell it because Blonsky is a little difficult sometimes. <laughs> and uh, you can follow me on TikTok at the real Nikki Blonsky. Um, and yeah, that's where I am. I'm usually, those are my main two platforms. I know I'm on Twitter, but I'm hardly ever on there. So that's where you can find me. And you could always find me on Spotify, iTunes, um, and the Anchor app. And on YouTube, Nikki Nights is where you can find me for the podcast. Nikki, this was uh, fun. Thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for having me in the cave. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.